欢迎来到 Mandarin Slang Guide (MSG), the Chinese learning podcast that tastes great and probably isn't all that bad for you. I'm Josh Ogden Davis, bringing you some words and perspectives that aren't in your textbook. Well, folks, it's that magical time of the year again.、Uh, no, I'm not talking about spring. I'm talking about March. Madness, which is a basketball thing, right? I don't know. I've actually wanted to talk about sports for a while, but I don't know anything about sports, and none of my friends know anything about sports. So today, we're very lucky to actually get a real sports podcaster on the show, and his name is Hunter Sher. Hi, Hunter. How are you? What's up, Josh? Nice to be here. Very happy to have you here because, just like you know, in English. We have a completely different set of words and phrases and expressions that we use to talk about sports, and sometimes those expressions bleed over into everyday speech, and so it really encompasses a huge portion of how people use the language. But I'm completely unqualified to talk about that <laughs> by myself because the last time I did sports, I think, was in middle school.、Uh, so first of all, Hunter, can you give us a little bit of info on where are you from and what do you do? Sure, sure thing. Yeah, my name is Hunter, and、uh, I won't call myself exactly a sports podcaster, even though I do host a sports podcast now. But、hmm. um, I was trained as a lawyer in American law school, but I kind of is throwing away that, or just trying to push myself not to be a lawyer and try to establish a new career in the new Chinese podcasting right now. So, so it's woo. I don't know what to say, but let's just jump over and see where we are <laughs> stage here and. Uh, but I do, I, yeah, like like you describe, I, I do have a sports podcast, and、uh, I, I kind of use that podcast to discuss issues that are traditionally not related or not usually discussed in mainstream Chinese sports media when、mm. they usually put too much focus on national team, Olympics. Oh, we got we won this gold medal, or like look at us how good. So so <laughs> I, I find that a little bit boring and. Believe me, it's not just me who found that a little bit boring. Even sports fan、mm. kind of understand that importance of like very good content that modern days, for example, like Netflix could offer. So, so I, I feel like that they they have set the bar a bit higher. So、hmm. I hope my show could、uh, put up to the bar to that. So I try to bring different kind of topics and. Again, it's very nice to be here. Yeah, your your podcast is called Fan Juan Tiu or Sports Inverted, which makes sense. Like it's sports, but it's not just sports. You're inverting it. You're talking about it from a different angle. Oh, and by the way, it's in Mandarin. So if you want more Mandarin listening practice, go for it. Sports Inverted, Fan Juan Tiu.、Uh, what are just a couple of the topics that you've talked about? Right, I, I feel like I actually owe owe it to have to explain the name of it. Like you, since you mentioned sports inverted, the <laughs> the concept was that I I I, I tend to think that a lot of the media coverage of topics, either topics, but like sports specific, specifically, could be in a pyramid shape.、Hmm. So the very top of the pyramid are usually the national team or what's happening when the Chinese national team of say gymnastics are doing, table tennis are doing, or what. What they're doing in these big world games, and these are the very top of the pyramid. And at the very bottom, the very large group is just average people's daily life. And when they want to practice a sport, either say they just want to run or they just want to understand how to train their muscles, these are what I what I view the 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 actual important parts or the the very prevalent common topics for、mm. everyday people about sports. So so I I trying to. 
use this name to show that I want to flip this pyramid to put the everyday people's just feelings or their ideas about sports at first and at the very top of it. And then we, we might touch those national games or national big topics. But that, that was the original idea. Over the time, it might develop into a little bit of different thing because I start to realize that maybe due to the fact that the mainstream media kind of already shaped that way, the, the people's focus have been keeping track of the national, national teams too much. Mm. So I, I also might have to tag along, even though people are really interested in, say, just cultivating their own, um, say, sports habits or just like try to get a good routine habits. Yeah, and, and maybe the, the culture side of it, just uh, how to say uh, I, I actually did an episode that I went to Tijuana across the border mm. from San Diego because I read some of the some articles from this journalist who based in California who talked about um, footballers that might travel back and forth between California and Baja California. Hmm. So so that, that idea got me interested in it. And I was just wondering whether football might play a different role in a, in a particular border town like Tijuana. So I went down there and just recorded an episode there with him. Mm-hmm. So, so that was like these kind of episodes, they previously don't exist in the Chinese sports discourse or it's not Chinese at all, mm. but it's just fun cultural experience to understand like kind of on borders sideline of issues like how sports kind of got into that and that that could like I, I I won't expect every audience to do this but maybe someone could tie this or compare this with how the inner Mongolian say the bulk Mongolian wrestling how that compares to the actual Mongolian side of things and hmm. whether that tweaked a little bit things or whether certain historical events will change the style of it or how for example inner Mon- in inner Mongolia the wrestling style might be too mixed up with the Chinese uh, wrestling style on its own. Mm. So so that's the kind of topics I feel like I, I can throw in. And I kind of use like little topics like this to connect the dots to make people understand that sports can be a part of your life if you really pay attention to it. Fantastic. This is the first time in my life I've ever actually wanted to listen to a sports podcast more. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not just about winning and losing. It's about uh, sports as a cultural phenomenon. So let me give a rundown of the key words that we're going to talk about today. And guys, I'm just going to let you know ahead of time. We might go off the rails here because sports as a cultural thing is such a big topic. Uh, We might get a little bit distracted, but we're going to at least hit these four phrases. One of them is hao qiu, which is one that I use probably too much. Uh, Then there's san bu zhan, which I'm curious how much people actually use. Mm -hmm. There's uh, Gai Mm Mao, which I see Hunter has written some great notes under this. It has lots of different ways to express it. I'm very much looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is a great example of how sports and popular culture intersect. (laughs) Da Da Xiang, Cai Xu Kun. Oh, yeah. Which I don't know the backstory to. I intentionally didn't look it up. So I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) So. Let's jump right in. Let's start from the first one, which is how uh, What What does that literally mean? What is this? It, it, it could literally be translated as a good ball. That's a good ball. But I feel like... Good ball. Um, yeah, it might be used a bit differently. Like, because 
probably when when I say this in American English, I won't use it to describe a football thing, like a, a like a soccer thing. But it's very commonly used in soccer thing as well. So this is this is not restricted to basketball because mm. it's about good ball. So it could be either ball. And maybe if somebody's watching a volleyball commentary, and that will come up as well. Like a good ball, it's just like a good shot. I mm. feel like good shot is more commonly used if you're in, yeah. if you're speaking English. But like we we just say good ball. Like it, it's weird to kind of like if you say good shot, it's like 好投 or 好进, that, that that just sounds completely <laughs> weird. Like good ball or 好球好球好球好球. That that's a that's a good one if you're just playing on basketball and you just like, giving your teammates a good pop up like that. Yeah. Uh, I used to play ultimate frisbee in Guangzhou, Beijing, and then Shanghai as well. And uh, we also said how chiu, even mm. though it's not a chiu, it's a <laughs> pan, it's a disc. Yeah, That's yeah, sort yeah. of what led me to believe this word to be kind of an all-purpose good shot or good job. And I so mm. I would occasionally use it at work, and people seemed to understand what I was saying, uh, but I'm not sure that they did. Maybe they thought, oh, the foreigner said something weird. Uh, just smile and laugh. <laughs> but can you use this outside of sports? Like if someone does something good in everyday life, and you're like, how ah, chill? Would they? Would that make sense? Uh, I would. I want to say yes, but really no. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be a bit weird. Like for example, if you see a beautiful. Uh, say if you're watching a chef doing things and they they got a very good shot or they're very very good steer up and you said how chill that 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 would be weird yeah <laughs> yeah that that's actually <laughs> okay. the part I feel like the Chinese culture is a little bit different from the the just like the how much we use sports references like mm-hmm. if you're in the states it's so commonly used you 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 can say you throw a low ball or that's a curveball there or just that's a good shot or that that that's maybe too too long of a shot or that's a longer than a long shot that that kind of thing that that's very commonly used and people just understand what it means mm. but but if you're saying these kind of sports references in chinese they would definitely we- feel weird because I, I and i feel like it's always the other way around like hmm. the the sports commentary in china would borrow the words from what the mainstream discourse already have or they already use and hmm. that, that that's probably going to be related to the following three words that we will describe but hmm. yeah so, so so that's kind of an interesting comparison there in China, the sports commentary they borrow words from, say, ancient classics. The huh. I think it was starting in the eighties when they started to to do these commentary for live football games from Europe or live basketball games. They 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 try to find ways to come up with how to describe these kind of good shots or interesting positions. So they borrow a lot of the words they use from maybe Yan Yi, the 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 romance of three kingdoms and yeah. for example when the the knights or the cavaliers fighting each other there there might be a per- particular slang for a specific martial arts move and that could be borrowed like dan dao fu hui like this is a just an extension like dan dao qiu huh. in that's a very commonly used words for a soccer particular soccer scenario when this specific player is doing one-on-one with the, the other side's goalkeeper that's that's called just one-on-one in huh. in the say football english but like in chinese it's called dan dao qiu. it literally offers that in reference to dan dao fu hui that's saying that this you can imagine this guan yu this god of martial arts coming over on the horse that's exactly the kind of image that it's depicting so dan dao is actually a very good huh. example either as just how picturesque these kind of words can be but huh. also the fact that they 
they, they, they borrow these words from classics to describe sports compared to the other way around that people are used to in the States. Yeah, you mentioned the phrase What is this specifically? What's this reference? Dan Dao is like a single blade, like a single sword, right? So like someone is mm-hmm, charging mm-hmm. in by themselves with no backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 that that's like I I don't know if it comes from the romance of Three Kingdoms, but most probably it's describing that this guy wants to go along, like he turn it turn into the very maverick side of himself and wants <laughs> to come over to solve everything. It, it emphasized the fact that this guy is going along and it's going on a very important feat. Yeah, you're right. It does sound much more poetic. Dan Dao. <laughs> uh, so Dan Dao Chiu is literally single blade ball, which sounds mm. horrifying. But literally means the <laughs> this person is charging in with the ball like a lone soldier with their sword, mm-hmm. going to take on the world by themselves. Dan Dao Qiu. Yes, yes. Nice. I like it. So that's Hao Qiu and a little free extra, Dan Dao Qiu. Uh, the next one we have is San Bu Zhan. This one I think is specifically basketball oriented, right? What is this? Yeah, this, this is definitely basketball oriented. It literally means it the three touch no touch three or like not touching three things three parts hmm. it, it's talking about it's not hitting the frame not hitting the board and not hitting the net hmm. so that's why it's called three no touches or three no hitting three miss hits in a sense like you in, in one shot you miss all three parts of it and it's pretty commonly <laughs> used actually like like growing up you would definitely use it and, and i feel like like i have my part of my or even these days, if I shoot a total bread ball, that I'd be like, uh, 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 yeah, that's a sambujan. That's mm. didn't hit anything. Yeah, that 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 happens a lot. And I don't know if I use it correctly. Actually, just now, I I would say I don't know if in English you would say you would just say air ball, right? You won't say it's a bread ball, I mean, like I mean, a bread, like a, in a pastry bread, that kind of thing. I mean, uh, I, sure, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> in this sense, now that I know Sanbujan, I know more about how to say this in Chinese than, than I do in English. Yeah, yeah, because it's also sometimes used as mianbaoqiu, like a bread ball. But ah. I really don't know what's the uh, kind of origin there. I'm expecting this is probably coming from some inferences based on Hong Kong's translation or Taiwan's translation of it. Mm. But it might be due to some of the pronunciation of Cantonese. That's my guess. But huh. I'm really no expert on this one. But Sambujan, yeah, it's very commonly used. Like, it's very common. Maybe that kind of indicates how bad people are in basketball. <laughs> the fact that this one is so commonly used. <laughs> air ball, air ball. Everybody, we, we might don't know how to make a shot, but we do know how to say, you make the air ball. <laughs> now they're speaking my language, figuratively speaking. I am all all san bujan. I have never janned anything. It's it's all bujan. bujan. I have nothing. Nothing but That's air. awesome. You can try that. You can try that joke next time. That that will definitely work. I can't I can't even dribble. I can't even hit the floor. I'm si bujan. I like that one. I like that one. Yeah, si bujan. <laughs> so it seems like this san bujan, kind of like hao qiu, is something that I would want to use in everyday life but would be very confusing to other people, so I probably shouldn't. But can we use this construction? Like, is this construction used in everyday life? Because it's literally three no hits. Is there any other place where this construction gets used? 
Oh yeah, it, it's very commonly used. Like the three no or four no something. Like these kind of number plus no plus do something. It's actually pretty commonly used. I don't know if it comes from just like the way of the media usage here, or just like they they try to use this very simple points to hit hmm. points and. But it's very commonly used and very easy to understand. I give you another example. Is this phrase called san bu guan, which means like the three no regulates compares hmm. to san bu zhang as the three. No touches or three no hits. So sample guan actually would refer to regions where maybe three parties or the three or multiple players in that region don't want a piece of it. And the example of that would be like the Mekong River Delta region where um, you got the intersection of Myanmar, Laos, and uh, Thailand, which is the Asian hub for drug trafficking. And that that's like, that that's an area where the three country doesn't really hold a good control of it or huh. they don't want to really regulate because it's so complicated there. So Sanbu Guan will really refer to regions like that, but it's not restricted to places like this. It could be like uh, these kind of Chenzhongchun, the village inside the metropolitan city that got developed um, oh. during the last 20 or 30 years. And you would easily get these Sanbu Guan area where the... The, the the specific district regulating, say, just officers or patrol officers will be like, oh, it's not my part. It's just because you got all these migrant workers trying to join the new city's construction. So so they 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 they, they come in, maybe uh-huh. staying here for three months or six months, and then they move on to another city. So it's very hard to actually keep track of people moving. And the fact that it's revolved around the traditional Chinese social structure means that they might come in as a family or they, they the whole village might come over. So it's very hard yeah. to understand because they speak a different dialect. So there are a lot of reasons contribute to this Sanbuguang area inside these villages of the metropolitan area. So so the, that's also commonly used. And I, I feel like another example would be like the Jiolong Chenzai, the Kowloon city wall, the walled city of yeah. Kowloon in Hong Kong. So they, that 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 used to exist, and it's this like very cyberpunk scene where this super chaotic, but in a way there's a, in it, uh, say a structure in it uh, that that's com- very popular with how people think about Hong Kong, and maybe like 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 imagine the movie Kung Fu Hustle, and that that's kind of the kind of thing that it depicts, and that that Kowloon Wall City, the Jiolong <laughs> Chenzai got its status because uh, either the British rule there or the Qing dynasty doesn't want a piece of it. So, so and you you start to have the the local the 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 gang the gang groups from Canton area, the San Qinghui or all the other the the gang groups that they come in to fill the power vacuum. So, so that becomes the Sanbu Guang area as well. So, so that these are how commonly used it is. But three know this, three know that you can hear pe- people use it all the time in local schools. And maybe even up to the level of like, say, uh, a directive from Beijing, they still use this structure very commonly. Yeah. So it seems like this is another example, just like from Dan Daoqiu, where instead of the sports term flowing out into everyday language, the sports broadcasters or sports commentators have taken a commonly used construction and applied it to sports, like taking the sanbu, sibu, 
and made it a Sanbujan. Right. I agree with that. I agree. I with keep that. saying it wrong. It's not Sanbujan. It's Sanbujan. Yeah, Sanbujan. I don't know why I can't get that right. Maybe because you, you never shoot an air ball or. or <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. I can't hit the backboard. I can't hit the rim. I can't hit the net. I can't even dribble <laughs> on the ground. And I can't even say the phrase correctly. That's Wu Bujan. I can't jan anything. I'm janless. <laughs> janless. <laughs> I like that. Oh yeah, I like that one. <laughs> All right. So that's uh that's our second one, Sampu Jan. So the next one we have, you've written some notes, Andrea, and I think this is going to open the door into some discussion of more ways that Chinese sports lingo is influenced by different outside sources. Uh this one is Gai Mao. Uh literally Gai Mao means to put a hat on something. Gai, mm-hmm. like to to mm-hmm. lid something, put a lid on something, and mao is, is hat. But what is what does this mean? This guy mall. Um, it actually means block shots in in the basketball terms. But I want to kind of come back to that because it can. So the literal meaning of this word could mean the actual action of it, but it can also be a noun. It can also hmm. refer to a specific kind of hat, ah. like like or or if we add another character, da the large word. Hmm. in front of it and it will become and that's kind of like a pretty northern lingual version of a Describing a specific kind of hat that, uh, say, city security officer usually wear that emphasize huh. a large hat or maybe a large frontal, say, uh, I don't know how to say, it. they might have a larger part of the fronts and shorter backs. Hmm. So it's called da gai mao. Like sometimes you even develop into these kind of jargons that you that people might use da gai mao to refer to security or just bao an or jing cha hmm. or cheng guan these city officers they say ah gai mao da gai mao lai le da gai mao lai le that's like ah these dudes in in uniforms they're coming or something like that you can you can think of like a a, a scene where these like um, snack servers on the tiny food carts on Chinese streets <laughs> or street vendors, uh-huh. they they might be like, it's like, ah, they're coming, like, let's take hides and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so that's a, that's kind of like a different interpretation of gai huh. but that's also, I don't know if it's related, but it just interested that, that, that happens a lot in Chinese where these same characters can mean completely different things. That's fantastic. I had no idea. And this is why I don't like doing solo shows because my conception is often completely wrong or very limited in terms of what these words actually mean. So in English, we call them fuzz or pigs or all these colorful names for police or law enforcement officers. Mm-hmm. And in Chinese, they can be hats. The big hats are coming. Yeah, the big hats. Oh, boy. So gai mao means to block a shot like a law enforcement officer would block an illegal action. Uh, presumably, I don't know. But there are lots of other variations on how to express a block. What are some other ones we can use? Yeah, there are actually quite several. And I will actually say that gai mao is a too little term to actually use, too technical. Like it's you can see it, obviously, if you open a stats sheet hmm. on a basketball game, it, it will be listed there as this correct term for gai mao. But people might not use it actually on court. Oh. So if I block the shop or somebody, like my teammates or I myself would say hao mao, which is actually it's the same construction of our first word, hao qiu, like a good shot or like a good 
block. So how mao would be like, yeah, that's a good block. Hmm. That's a good covering. That's a good block. And that's much more common use. Nice hat, bro. Yeah, nice hat, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's a common one. You you if you use this one on the Chinese basketball court, it's very authentic. Ah. And uh, there's another one called chi huo guo. Chi huo guo. Yeah, the hot pot. Imagine having a hot pot on a basketball thing. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm serving you this hot pot, get out of here, that kind of thing. I I feel like at least this word always give me a vibe of this. Like I'm treating you because you just got blocked. That kind of <laughs> that kind of a vibe. And um, you can tweak that a little bit. Like you can trash talk him by saying, like, yeah, 今天请你吃火锅啦 Like I, I like you can you can have a hot pot. It's all me today. But you're actually implying that you got a big block shot. So for MSG, I usually try to. Talk about phrases that people will get to use in real life. I'll never get to use that. Who am I kidding? <laughs> <sighs> I'm Wu Bujan. But if you you can, if you know you're going to a dinner with a, some specific Chinese friends that are interested in basketball, you can when you are having hot pot with them, you're like, I- I'm gonna block all your shots on the court. You know, <laughs> like you just start trash talking them randomly <laughs> when you're having hot pot with them. That would be good. That would be nice. nice. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> So it's it's interesting to hear a word like chihuahua, something that uh, is intensely Chinese as hot pot being applied to basketball. Once again, an example of non-sports words flowing into sports as opposed to the other way around. But the history of a lot of these sports is a history of being imported to China from the Chinese perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So it seems like a lot of these words can be influenced from either other Chinese-speaking countries or uh, countries with different languages uh, who maybe developed a lingo for these sports earlier than Chinese? Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I feel like it's not even necessary countries. Like, I'm imagining that a lot of the original coverage of basketball in mainland China may be coming from these like, like overseas students or just like Chinese communities that still have a connection with the mainland mm. when they're doing like, they might even be a big part of say when Yao first went to the NBA, they might be the local assisting groups there. So, so the, the connection is always there. And a lot of that also are related to the Taiwanese translation. And that's their influence because they got exposed to to basketball much sturdier and it's not necessarily usually through nba like i give you an example that hmm. one of the biggest hits of the sports of the japanese sports manga called slam dunk <laughs> that's a very important um sports comics around the world actually about basketball and it's so huge in china that i feel like it might contribute equally to the the the, the how big basketball is in china like you got nba and then you got slam dunk huh that people follow and why i brought that up is that slam dunk you 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 got usually two versions in china that you can watch it one of them is the the dubbed chinese version of it Mm -hmm. and then the japanese dubbed version of it so the the chinese dubbed version is actually uh probably recorded or produced by taiwanese importers so so the the version that we watch is actually the taiwanese translated version Mm. of Slam dunk, the cartoon that's I'm that that I'm talking about, not necessarily just the text textual manga. Mm-hmm. But that's actually not a not specific to or not not an exception to what happens in the 80s because a lot of the Jap- Japanese cartoon when they got imported to China that happens a lot when what we actually watched or what we were actually listening were to was 
the Taiwanese style of translation and just like sounds and tones that that actually got a whole generation of people speaking a little bit of a Taiwanese accent I feel like yeah Yeah, so so basketball is no difference to that like if you watch the Japanese version of slam dunk so many words would literally be like (laughs) or rebando rebando is actually a big part it's a it's a the katakana version of rebound and because the leading character of the slam dunk is this guy who are specifically good at rebounds Mm -hmm. so so it's actually so commonly used rebando (laughs) rebando but like yeah like if if you're watching the chinese version of it 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 really just become which really means the basketball board so, so that's the tr- Chinese translation of it. It's not just borrowing the pronunciation of it. Mm-hmm. And so that that part shows you the Taiwanese connection there. And uh, why I brought this up is because the uh, or the version of this block shots also come from an NBA uh, commentator called Fu Daren. Fu Daren. Fu Daren. So this guy... Just like a lot of the Taiwanese commentators, just workers or just professionals in the 80s, he was born in mainland, and but he moved to Taiwan in the 40s. And he was, a, say, a basketball professional, maybe a pioneer, if we can say. And he was actually the leading the Chinese Taipei team, or he, he used to be actually a coach for the Chinese Taipei team, or just the, and he coached the Malaysian team as well. And then he, I think in the starting in the seventies, he started to switch to the role of a sports commentator or broadcaster. And he actually invented a lot of the words that we were describing, including Gai Huo Guo, like this is his invention. So, as if you w- really want to know the origin behind the story, you might want to search up this guy. And uh, I can just show you several other examples that he did because it's not just basketball. It got all these Ooh. other words as well, like ting la gan, like a like a like a pull up or handi basong, like a straight pull up. These are like the little translation of these words sounds more like food dishes. Doesn't really sound like a sports <laughs> term, but they they smartly use these kind of things to make people understand what it means. You got a huge block or some kind of things like that, maybe to kind of introduce basketball, I guess. Uh-huh. And this is actually more much more common in the Taiwanese translation of things. Like hmm. they they try to borrow what's already existing in the Chinese vocabulary to interpret a new word or new concept out of a foreign language, and that's common even in these days. Uh, uh-huh. translation of movie title or movie names or film names like the Taiwanese name of it usually makes you feel like it's completely not indicative of which country it is made or what this story is about because it just looks like a Chinese story if you just look at the Taiwanese title of it uh-huh. it just looked like it happened in China and even to some extent it could look like a traditional Chinese story and that's the point that's the point that hmm. these translators they walked in Taiwan. They they have this belief that translation should use what the Chinese words already have to do is so that hmm. as many people can understand it and also it could preserve a little bit of the Chinese scent to it. Whether I agree with that style is not up to me, <laughs> but I do feel like you 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 really see the divergence there. Like um like like in mainland, a lot of the movie title names they they use little translation, so the words could really you can easily get names that just doesn't make much sense in Chinese or the grammatically it's not commonly used in China that way but 
they just stick to the original point. Mm-hmm. So, so you look at this word and you can, if you're, say, a native speaker, English speaker or native Chinese speaker with a very good English uh, treating or uh, teaching, then, then then you can easily see what's the original word. But the Taiwanese name could usually change the completely different words to it. <laughs> and I just mentioned that it's not uh, restricted to basketball. He translated a lot of the baseball words as well. I'm not good at baseball, so I won't try to be the expert here. <laughs> but uh, I, I believe some of the curveball say there's a one type of curveball that he called them xiao bian qiu the piss ball. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the people just to show you how creative this guy is and how funny this guy is. So yeah, this is this guy is a sports legend in Taiwan and probably in mainland China as well. Even though very few people know him now, so yeah, look up this guy. His name is Fu Daren. Fu Daren, mm-hmm. a pioneer of inventing fascinating non-sports metaphors for a sports context. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, was ostensibly an explanation of Gai Mao or Hao Mao, but we got a lot of other good stuff in there. Let's quickly go over our. Last phrase, which is da de xiang, cai xu kun. So da literally means hit, but it is also the verb generically used for playing a lot of different sports. So da de xiang, you play like cai xu kun is a name of a person. So you play like cai xu kun, da de xiang, cai xu kun. What, what is this? Who is this cai xu kun and what did he do? First off, I just want to mention that I feel like I'm trapped here, you know, oh, no. I feel like I'm ambushed here because talking about these pop stars in China is not the most popular move you want to pull. <laughs> like You might really seriously danger a specific friends that, that might be a super big follower of this guy, but I'll give it a try. So this guy is a pop singer. It's a very young pop singer. Like he's he was born in 1998, so so he's this mm-hmm. among this new generation of mainland male singer or just like imagine American Idol of a Chinese version of it. But uh, I feel like American Idol maybe still encourage these people to have a hard training or skills in a specific specific track. But these Chinese young idols they follow the South Korean track. So so the if you're I don't know if you're familiar with it, hmm. the South Korean entertainment industry, but they industrially, they train young talents into these young idols and people just follow them because right. either they're good looking and they're sweet and they might be able to dance and sing and they just look good and nice. They might show up like, like ball band, uh, like boy band. So I know these days, like, BTS, that's a group uh, in, in English. Yeah, and yeah. They, they're a huge hit in the States now, actually. They got big tours in California and New York. And yeah, so they're a big deal these days. And mm-hmm. these Chinese young idols, they come from the same idea. So they, they, they train these young talents. And sometimes they might train them too fast. Like, like they, they really go through this young, this, this mm. system when they were 15 or 16 and you start to you quit school. A lot of them quit school and you have to train your dance, your singing, and then you sign these big brands and they take care of all your rights. But at the same time, they give you the big platforms and mm-hmm. you might be assigned to this group and this group might be disbanded because the producer doesn't like it. So this, <laughs> this is a pretty different dynamics. But I, I, I believe that if the audience are familiar 
familiar with K-pop, they might know what I'm saying. Uh -huh. So, anyways, back to this guy, Cai Xuquan. This is uh, one of the bigger star of this young, the young generation of Chinese idols. And uh, he got dissed by Chinese basketball fans. Uh -huh. He got picked on a lot by Chinese <laughs> basketball fans. After there was this partnership that NBA China did with him. So NBA China did a partnership with this guy hmm. because, you know, like traditionally, obviously Kobe Bryant or LeBron James, they're already the the ambassador of basketball. But they are like, they're already big names for the target groups you already have. Like you uh -huh. don't need to explain to sports fans who LeBron James are. Right. Yeah. Or you don't need to use them to show that, like, come to basketball, we are cool. Like they already know that. But for <laughs> right. people like, or for young idols like Cai Xuquan, his fan base are usually, they usually don't overlap with traditionally what <laughs> sports fans or sports groups in China might be. Yeah. So, so I feel like that might be a move on the NBA China's part to show that we are using these young idols to tap into this new generation of young Chinese so that they want to borrow this Cai uh -huh. Xuquan or some other popular young show, young bloods or young, 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 young talents to kind of attract these fan base. They really backfire because this guy, I, I won't say he's not good at basketball. <laughs> I will try to be as respectful as possible. Hey, this isn't a bug. This is a feature because if people get in an online flame war about this, that's just more slang we can learn from. If we start a flame <laughs> war, that's the textbook and how to yell at people online right there. Oh my God. Yeah. So, Cai Xuquan, how do I say? Traditionally, sports fan in China, especially nowadays, they will be categorized more of this Zhinan group, this heterosexual male male guys groups. Yeah, Zhinan, straight guy. So there's this stereotype about sports fan that you are much of a Zhinan. Yeah. And just imagine a lot of the stereotype about a white male guy, that that would be the stereotype about a Chinese Zhinan, a Chinese straight guy. Yeah. Yeah, so, so this term is used... I won't say to denigrate, but it really puts all the straight guys into this group that kind of doesn't enjoy fashion show, uh -huh. doesn't enjoy pop show, play too much video games, not taking care of their own looks uh -huh. too much. And usually you might say somebody's too zhinan, like tai zhinan le, to say that they really don't know how to appreciate other people's feelings or how to even understand feelings. Mm. I will say it's the more political correct way to say it, but it's very popular use. And <laughs> if you say somebody is tai zhinan le, like everybody will know what you mean. So obviously the fan base of Cai Xuquan, they're on the opposite side. They're not these Tai Zhinan <laughs> groups. They're, they're not right. worried yeah. about too straight at all. They're usually young girls who are attracted by this very fashionable and just very good looking uh, young Chinese male star. But since they don't overlap that much with sports groups, the sports fans group, they usually don't have a good grasp of how good a sports star really can be or what's the level of good athleticism. Right. So yeah. Cai Xuquan got into trouble because he actually have this huge dance in one of the songs that he he showed. So the so the the dance he do with his with with the song showcasing him dancing with basketball hmm. and dancing by doing these moves like crossovers, but in a very extravagant fashion that for a real basketball fan, you know that that's not going to work. Hmm. Like it's a move that that's not going to pull on the court. It might be a good <laughs> smooth, like a good groove, but it really uh -huh. is not, not basketball moves. And when it was announced that he, he became this new 
major mainland ambassador for NBA China. That's why it got took off. Like,、mm. imagine how when Nike signed that guy who kneeled before the American flag. Who? What's the name? The kill Kaepernick. Kaepernick, right? That was a huge controversial move by Nike because that's traditionally you don't you don't touch like、mm-hmm. athletes who do these kind of controversial advertisements. But that that's kind of like how、mm-hmm. think of how NBA China signs Hachi Kun because you you're just reaching into these young idols that traditionally are not your talent pool. And maybe they they use it out of good intention, but their own basketball fan group, they they feel like they're violated. They feel like they're betrayed. Right. That's that's how he got picked on, and he got picked on so hard. It really become like cyber violence. I would、huh. say. Wow. Like the biggest.、Uh, Video website in China, the Bilibili、yeah. these days. I think Bilibili also played a big role in that because Bilibili, through the help of Bilibili's push of this Cai Xuquan mockery video move, and then the Chinese sports fan kind of teaming up to laugh at these young groups, and specifically the fan groups of Cai Xuquan,、uh-huh. they will create all these memes on social media, like used in WeChat, that have Cai Xuquan's <laughs> face. Maybe mashed into a funny face.、Mm-hmm. They're so popular, and people are laughing at this guy who pretend that they're he's good at something, but he really is not.、Mm-hmm. So that's really the whole backstory of it. So, so really, if you're saying somebody play like Cai Xuquan, 打得像蔡徐坤 say he's not good at all, but he fakes it or something. Like he he's dancing, he thinks he's good on basketball, but he's not.、Uh. I'm not saying this is the right way or proper things to say out, but like <laughs> <laughs> this is already a year or two passed into this now. Nowadays, I feel like Tashi Kun as a big name.、Mm-hmm. He is not as big of a name as two years ago or one or two years ago now.、Wow. So he's not. At that time, he was like right on the top of the Chinese young idols. But now he's maybe not in the top ten. Maybe、mm. I don't know. Even by saying this, I might be attacked. I I don't feel comfortable. But <laughs> um, yeah. But but 打得像蔡徐坤 Yeah, it, it come from that time. It really showcased a specific. Internet fuel between sports fan and、uh, young idol fan groups. And well, the lesson we can learn from this is、uh, don't zhuang, don't be a poser. <laughs> For example, don't be a pop star who wants to pretend that he can play basketball.、Uh, don't be a white dude who can pretend that I can speak Chinese. You're just inviting criticism. Yeah, learn a lesson from that. <laughs> And、I'm, I was making fun of myself just then, not not my listeners, just to make that、yeah. clear. I really sympathize this guy, though. I don't think the, all the criticism is fear. I, I do re- read a sp- specific version or explanation from his side that he's doing those kind of moves to make sure it's still it's still a dance. Because if you pull basketball moves, it's not going to resonate with young fan group. So、mm, right. it might be just intentional that he's doing those. Say crossover in such an extractic, extreme way, just to sh- to look good with these fan groups.、Uh-huh. So 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 it might be just like、uh, like he got caught up in between this international fields between sports fans groups and the、uh, young idol fan groups that they don't like each other. They think each other is toxic. <laughs> yeah, a tale as old as time. Oh yeah. So that's why we say 打得像蔡徐坤 All right. So those are our main words for today. If you're ready for this. I'm gonna quiz you to see how well you,、uh, the host of Fanjuan Tiu Sports Inverted, understands these sports words. Are you ready? Oh yeah, let's do this. All right. If you make a complete air ball, what do you call that? I say 三不沾 or 四不沾五不沾 if that's George. 
<laughs> Yo, <laughs> um, yeah, it's me. That's uh, that's my my style, my funga. Uh, if you block a shot, what is that called technically? That's a guy mall. You got a guy mall, or in my words, I would be how mall. Nice block. How mall. Nice block. Excellent. Uh, if someone makes a nice shot, how would you call that? Good ball. It's not just on basketball; it's on football thing as well. Ah, so anything with a ball, basically, and anything sportsy is a hot shot. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then, <laughs> what is uh, the uh, young, hip celebrity singer who perhaps bit off more than he could chew when he displayed some flashy but impractical basketball moves in a music video? Yeah. Dude, you totally played by him. You, you, you play too, too similar of his style. Yeah, it's, it's not a good. All the words that I'm thinking of not, are not proper to say because this one is just so. Hey, man, it's MSG. Improper words is our brand. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, Hunter, host of Fanjuan TU Sports Inverted, you got a four out of four on our sports quiz. Uh, so that means that you win the i gotta make up a prize you win the opportunity to be a sports podcaster congratulations you did it and guess what i'm doing one whoa very very appropriate then uh so hunter if people want to find you online or if they want to listen to sports inverted how can they find you yeah um so if you want to find me on internet the most accessible way is through twitter so you can find me by searching Hunter Hualunshi, or you can actually find the exact name in the show notes. Yeah. And uh, you can also just find me through the show. Like you can find me on either any of the major uh, podcasting platforms. Just search Fun TV or Sports Inverted in English, and you'll be able to see my show. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you, Josh, for having me. That's all the MSG we have for you today. If you want to continue the conversation, or if you want flashcards or whatever, find us on Twitter as at MSG Mandarin, or on WeChat as MSG Podcast, all one word, lowercase, or email us at mandarinslangguide at gmail.com. Thanks again to Hunter for being a wonderful guest, and a very special thank you this week goes out to women. Today is International Women's Day, so hey, happy Women's Day. And last but not least, thank you to you, the listener, for listening. I love it when you listen to this podcast. So, new episode in two weeks. And until then, 再见, 再会, 再聊. Bye-bye. <laughs>